I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, comfortable, manly leather papa chair in my living room, just relaxing, and it feels good to relax. Just a little while ago, I was sitting in the left front seat of my little airplane, running a checklist to go flying with my buddy John. That felt good too. John is a flight instructor, and he runs the little airport where I keep my plane. He's also been a friend for a long time. John went flying with me to check me out for a BFR. BFR is a biennial flight review. Every two years, small plane pilots like me have to prove to a flight instructor that we probably won't crash too often. If I didn't pass the test, even though he's my friend, John would have had to take away my Ray-Ban sunglasses, which would have been cruel. And John knows it, you know, but that's the job. John knows how cruel it would be to take away my Ray-Bans because he is also a small plane pilot. And he shares some of our small plane pilot fantasies involving Ray-Bans. For example, in one of our fantasies, a beautiful but obviously stressed out flight attendant gets on the PA system and she says, both the pilots have become ill. Is there another pilot on board? At which point, Mr. Small Plane Pilot stands up and using the deepest voice he can manage, he says, I'll handle this, miss. Then he puts on his Ray-Bans and he strides into the cockpit. Doesn't matter if it's midnight, those Ray-Bans go on. And of course, regardless of the fact that there is a hurricane, an earthquake, and a volcanic eruption going on all around him, Mr. Small Plane Pilot puts that big bird down safely on the runway. At which point, Catherine Zeta-Jones, who happens to be seated in first class, rushes up to him and thoroughly fogs up his Ray-Bans. Hey, come on. Even small plane pilots are entitled to our fantasies. Pilots like to say landing an airplane is simply a controlled collision with the planet. So if you can walk away from a landing, it's a good landing. If you can use the airplane again, it's a great landing. <laughs> Airline pilots have a lot of lives and some very expensive airplane in their hands, so they tend to be very careful. And guess what almost all those guys do on the days that they're not flying some monster Boeing or Airbus? That's right. They're usually down at some little airport like mine, flying their own little airplanes, wearing their Ray-Bans. Dicks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's making a thunderstorm in your mind out the other ear, and you can put your Ray-Bans on. And imagine that the nearest Catherine Zeta-Jones look-alike just can't wait to fog them up. It is said that horses form very close attachments to goats, and they tend to get nervous and upset if their favorite goat is taken away. So if you want a nice ride, don't let anyone get your horse's goat, for crying out loud. If the answer is because there's no way you're going to like it, what is the question? If the answer is because there's no way you're going to like it, what is the question? Don't know, do you? Of course not, I haven't told you yet, but I will in a minute. 
The smart guys in the white lab coats tell us that a gunshot is louder in moist air than in dry air. And let me tell you, if a gun is pointed at you, I would think the air around you can get very moist very fast. (laughs) And if I told you your index finger is your most sensitive finger, I think you'd get the point, don't you? All right. If the answer is because there is no way you're going to like it, the question is, why should you always read the fine print carefully? Because there's no way you're going to like it. Okay. Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. Just a little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, which is available at Amazon.com, shameless plug, well, please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too and you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. There are some high-profile guys like John Travolta and Harrison Ford and Tom Cruise who fly their own planes, you know. But most pilots are just guys like John and me who simply like to put on our Ray-Bans and go flying. And most of us are guys. Something like 95% of American pilots are guys. But the 5% of pilots who are not guys are almost all excellent pilots. One of the best is a gorgeous blonde by the name of Patty Wagstaff. Patty is an aerobatic champion with a great sense of humor. Lots of times she'll fly an air show anonymously. And when she lands, everybody wants to cheer for the stud pilot. The canopy slides back and she stands up and (laughs) she takes off her helmet and she shakes her long blonde hair at the crowd and the, the cheers get very loud. I never wanted to be an air show performer. I'm just just one of those ordinary guys. I just like to fly, you know? My little airplane takes my lady wonder wench to see family in other states. It sure beats driving, especially on holidays. We've flown over fireworks on the 4th of July. We look down at rainbows. You can do that. We've seen the New Year's lights from way above Times Square. I did a whole spoken word CD story about two pilots and a lady. It's called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. And there's a chapter in it I'd like you to hear. It's called God's Phone is Off the Hook. It's about a pilot and his lady. His lady's name is Annie. And Annie was almost killed in a terrible accident. And the pilot is not pleased with God. God's phone is off the hook again. And the thing that turns my eyes yellow is that he doesn't even know that I'm angry at him for letting so many bad things happen to so many good people. Innocent little babies born deformed, gentle old women. All I have left is faded pictures and old love letters and a wedding band so worn that it looks like a gold string. And my little Annie, my sunshine, what did she do to God? All she wanted was to love and be loved in return. Why do you let people wander around homeless, cold, confused, and in the brutal snow? Don't you know you're letting little kids get AIDS? Didn't you notice that half the marriages in the world are crushing the people who are trying, really trying to make them work, both men and women? Can't you see that you've given most of the power in this world to narrow-eyed, redneck, teeth-grinding, selfish, fiery-faced, rich, ruthless bastards? How come, how come, God? Only young and beautiful people get a break. 
How about the rest of us? What are you doing, God? I could do better. The priest says God is love. I said, let's get that in writing, Father. God made everything out of nothing. But I've noticed lots of the nothing wearing through these days. But then I look at Annie. She's going to make it. She's strong enough to hold my hand again. They said it's a miracle. Your fastball right down across the plate. When you dropped her into that smug, comfortable life I had going, I thought you were throwing at my head. It turns out it was just that big major league curve of yours. I'm trying to write down what she's all about in my life. i got to figure that out. This is your way of telling me how hard it is to create anything, isn't it, God? This blank page that I'm looking at, trying to write down what I'd do if you'd taken her away, my little Annie. If you were living on Earth right now, God, I guess guys like me would always be getting mad and smashing your windows. And you wouldn't say anything, because you never do. Guess I've got to get it through my head that you've got a right to put whatever gifts you want in the box, and you've also got the right to put whoever's name that you want on the tag. I couldn't really do better. I'm sorry about that. I wouldn't even know where to begin being immortal. I get bored on a stormy Sunday afternoon when I can't fly my plane. So the power to get rich is a gift from God, because that's the way it is. So is the pleasure of climbing into a little airplane with somebody you love and flying up into a clear full moon until the plane can't go any higher and then cutting the power and gliding back down in the moonlight, watching the lights of the city get larger and larger and making love right there in the midnight magic. There's also an all-night game of chess with real wooden pieces by a fireplace in February with family stories and Beethoven and Roberta Flack and an occasional cup of perfect coffee. I've got to learn that we're here for your convenience, God, not the other way around. You had a right to make the chicken before the egg if you didn't want to sit on the eggs. I've got to learn that we're your play-doh, God, and you have a right to make whatever you want. It's your clay. I don't like that. I wish I could honestly say I don't believe in you. I have no idea what I'm going to do for eternity. That's your business. But God, for that instant, that one little instant when you found an extra breath of life for this precious little clay called Annie, thanks. to know that my lady wonder wench's middle name is Annie. And as I guess you can figure out, there is some of our real lives in this story. The story is called God's Phone is Off the Hook. 
It's one of the chapters in my spoken word CD called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, or if you'd just like to know the rest of the story, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Love Comes When You Least Expect It icon on the homepage. I love putting on my Ray-Bans and going flying. Sometimes on a calm and cloudless day, even with the engine at full power, your mind can get completely quiet. It's amazing. But once in a while, of course, things can get too quiet, like if the engine goes dead and a, you know, and a shot of fear kind of smacks you on the side of the head. It sure wakes you up pretty quickly. And you've got to be able to deal with shocks like that on, on final approach to landing. So why do guys like John and me love putting on our Ray-Bans and zooming around in the sky? Well, I think most guys will tell you how convenient and fast flying your own small plane can be, and that's true. But I think there's more to it. I think you get to touch some kind of magic up there. My lady and I have flown our kids and grandchildren around the Statue of Liberty so they can wave at the beautiful lady in the harbor and and on some still clear, cold, almost Christmas nights. We found Christmas, out flying over some dark country roads near our little airport. And you look down, you can see the lanterns on Amish wagons swaying from side to side. A thing like that, you don't really hear the engine on a night like that. It gets so quiet in your mind that instead of the engine, it seems like you can hear families down there singing carols together in the dark houses and little kids whispering to each other about Santa Claus. And there are always some folks standing in front of a carefully decorated tree saying some Christmas I love yous to each other. I'm not a religious guy, but you know, sometimes after a night flight, when the sun comes sneaking up into the cockpit in the first light of dawn, I have felt a warmth. It's awfully hard to explain. Maybe that's the magic I was trying to tell you about. And maybe that magic is the reason I've never met a pilot who is completely sure that there is no God. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.